your commuting home with Katz and Cosby. Now, here's John Katz and Matidis and Rita Cosby on 77 WABC. And joining us now on Cats and Cosby is Reince Priebus. Of course, he was a former White House chief of staff for President Donald Trump and served as the chairman of the Republican National Committee. Reince, it is so great to have you here on the show. Um, Hey, I'm excited to be on with you and John. It's my first uh, tag team interview with you. And uh, thanks for having me. Reins, uh, you uh, you ran the Republican National Committee for six years. Uh, you know our you know our cities, you know our countries, you know our state, uh, the counties, uh, and uh, give us an update uh, of where do you think we are on the Republican end of the party, and who's who do you think is going to run uh, and be part of the finalists? Well, hey, John, good. Good. Obviously, that's what everyone's talking about. So good question. I mean, obviously, I think it's one of these things where you've got about 10 people on the Republican side that are all looking at this. They want to run, but they're looking at President Trump and they're looking at these polls and they're looking at where the, the president is stacking up against the field. And the big question is, you know, is it is it really something that these folks want to take on? And really confront uh, a candidate that's, you know, at near 50, 55, 60 percent of the vote. So they're all looking at that, measuring that up. And it's going to take an enormous uh, effort to be the nominee of our party. And especially if you want to run against Donald Trump. So I think that's where things are at and why you're actually seeing, I think, a little bit of a slow start on the Republican side of the aisle. I mean, not not in President Trump's. Uh, case or or Tim Scott or Nikki Haley, but I think most people six months ago thought that there would be ten people running by now. It's April. It's in the middle of April. It's going to be May before you know it, and there's only a few people running on the Republican side of the aisle. I think that's a big surprise if you look back six months ago. And it, it seems like some of the people running, they're really running for vice president. They're not really running for, for president, uh, like uh, uh, maybe a Tim Scott or, or Nikki Haley. Uh, president or Trump uh, has not criticized uh, some of them, has not criticized Nikki Haley. Does that mean she's a, well, she's a woman? Does that mean she's a, a possibility for a vice presidential candidate? I mean... It- yeah, it's possible, John. I mean, he hasn't. I mean, people people like the governor a lot in South Carolina. People love Tim Scott. I think that there are some folks running that sort of transcend party orthodoxy, and they're just genuinely liked people. Um, I mean, the big question is, what is Ron DeSantis going to do? Uh, most people think he's going to run. You know, he doesn't. He might. He might not. He might look at it and say. Hey, I, I I don't know if I want to run and get into a battle royal here because on one hand, if he wins, uh, that's going to come at a really big brawl to get to that point, and then that brawl is going to have consequences. And then if he runs and doesn't win, well, then there's going to be a lot of scar tissue there, and it's gonna it's not going to come without a price. So he's smart. He's one of the smartest politicians out there. 
That calculation is very, very tricky, and my guess is that he's sitting and trying to think through this. You know, um, I want to ask you about money, too, Reince, um, and everybody. We are speaking to the former chairman of the Republican National Committee. Also, he's head of the convention, of course, that's going to be there. That is going to be huge, Reince Priebus. You're always right in the thick of it. Um, big money. Unfortunately. Yeah, you are. Well, because you're good, my friend. That's why. Uh, but Trump has raised $20 million since the indictment. Um, that is huge. Does he have, is it, has it made people who maybe thought about getting into the race say, well, maybe not after all, because his, he's been skyrocketing, as you just brought up in the polls, but he's also raising big money. Yeah, you're right about that. I think here's the problem. I mean, the FEC didn't take that case. Uh, the U.S. attorney didn't take the case. The DOJ didn't take the case. So, I, for, so what the field the outside of Trump, the, the, the problem for those folks that want to run for president against President Trump is that they've got a situation where universally around the entire party and a small percentage of Democrats are all saying, well, this district attorney in Manhattan is wrong. And any time, you know, you think about this. So we're, we've spent the last few minutes talking about this, talking about this. The folks running against President Trump are trying to make the case to say, okay, I like the president. I think he did a good job, but I think it's time to move forward. We need a different kind of deal for our party, and we need to move. You know, they're trying to make that case. But when it came to the indictment, they all defended publicly President Trump. I mean, they didn't even try to use any part of that indictment as a separating factor. And that's because it's a ridiculous situation, but it, 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 it really illustrates how difficult it's going to be for a candidate to knock off President Trump. It is going to be very, very hard. Absolutely. And Reinson, before I let you go, huge news coming out of um, Wisconsin not that long ago. The Supreme Court there, uh, the Democrats actually won um, the uh, justice. Uh, that was a four to three majority. What does that say? And it was over sort of the issue of abortion. How much is that going to be a big issue for Republicans? Well, I think messaging is really important on, on abortion. But I think when you lose by 10 or 12, uh, you got a bigger problem than that. I mean, you got a candidate problem. you got a messaging problem. I also think that it's a wake-up call to our Republican donors that um, not to get into weeds on process, but, you know, getting better at early vote, absentee ballot voting, all of those boring mechanics. Um, and, and the RNC is doing a good job. This is a matter of a super PAC situation where billionaire donors to super PACs on the Democrat side are focused on process. Our people tend to be focused on candidates. And they don't care who the candidate is. Democrats of Biden, no problem. Fetterman, no problem. We'll win with anybody. Yeah, after because Fetterman, they'll vote for anybody. My process. goodness. <laughs> right. They don't care. They don't care because they'll focus on process and they'll pay for it. They'll pay for boring registration, voter uh, uh, GOTV, you know, getting out to vote, early vote, absentee ballot voting, data. You know, and, you know, those are the things that we need to, on the super PAC soft money side, on the Republican side, those are the things our people need to focus more on. You know, love the debate, who's going to be the candidate, but I'd love the debate, how many 
hundreds of thousands of new voters did you register this week in these eight battleground states? Not as fun, a little boring, but that's how you win. Well, politics are never boring. John and I agree with that part of it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you, thank absolutely. you Ryan. Thank you. Anything else you want to tell uh, all Americans? Well, just, hey, we're looking forward to seeing every Republican in Milwaukee in 2024. It's going to be a great time to have a Miller Lite, a brat, and a big piece of Sargento cheese in the Wisconsin summer. Not a Bud Light, right? <laughs> uh, not a Bud Light. You know, I thank God I grew up in Wisconsin. It's Miller Lite all the way. Thank you so much for coming on today, and we'll catch up with you next time you're in town. All right. Thank you. Bye. Thanks, Wright.